0: Happy 24th birthday. As we do each year, we'll have a number of people, members of the church will be sharing their own stories, sharing a bit about what it's been like to be part of this family. Unlike other years, rather than people joining me here on the stage, we've captured those stories in a piece of film, which we'll watch in a few moments. Because this year, or at least the second half of it, has been really unlike any other year. I could not have imagined 12 months ago when we celebrated our 23rd birthday, that this year we will be celebrating it scattered rather than gathered, and you will be joining us here online. What an unusual year it's been, and it's fair to say that moving most of our ministries online has been a really steep learning curve for uh, all of us. For a start, we had to very quickly move and learn how to do Sunday services online, now back at the warehouse, but uh, for a long time, recording especially the talks in our own homes. And as I mentioned two weeks ago, while what goes on online may look very organised, what is shown in front of the camera is not always the same as what is going on behind the camera. So this is what you see and this is what you don't see. In this instance, my desktop pulled at a, an angle so that the window isn't right behind my head. The computer screen draped in a black tea towels to reduce glare reflecting in my glasses and my phone in a clip hanging from a shelf and a mic stand precariously balanced just off camera or outside what you didn't see was the elaborate setup of two tripods one holding an ipad another balanced on a table with the phone camera and a kitchen roll tube over the microphone to quiet and the wind noise Oh, and the the lawn mows there because the light was beginning to fade and I only had time to mow the half of the lawn which was actually going to be in the shot. We had to quickly get used to Zoom uh, and on the evening of the 19th of March I took a picture of our first ever senior leadership team meeting online with everyone smiling for the camera and we were discussing how we were going to do church online for that first Sunday in less than three days time and overcome the numerous challenging obstacles that COVID had thrown at us. And a little while into that meeting, Susie very quietly took another photo, which captures pretty well the mental exhaustion which we were feeling. Going into lockdown was demanding. Being isolated has been difficult and working out how we might begin to meet physically again Is even more challenging. I saw this on social media. Types of headaches. Some of you might be able to relate to it. While returning to physical church gatherings may not be the cause of your headache, I know that this season has been extremely challenging for many of you. Some of you have been very isolated, living alone or shielding, and it's been a really very lonely experience. For others of you, it's been the exact opposite. You've had to perhaps homeschool your children while trying to work from home in cramped conditions, uh, j- juggling Zoom calls and childcare and cooking and homework and tearful children who just wanted to see their friends. Or maybe your work has become unstable and your financial situation uncertain. Perhaps you've been concerned about loved ones. You may have lost someone close to you and perhaps not even been able to attend their funeral. You will have experienced disappointment and frustration, having to cancel events and put plans on hold and and deal with grief and loss in various ways. But despite the challenges we've all faced in this season, there is so much to celebrate. It's been so encouraging how many of you have continued to connect with us here on Sundays, and through small groups online. Some of you have joined us in recent months, and we are so delighted to have you with us. Many of you have put vast hours into making our ministries able to continue. For example, volunteers in Compassion investing in activities, including the distribution of food and other household items to food banks right across the city. Over these months, we've delivered over 30 tonnes of food, to help feed those who are in need. Small group leaders had to familiarize themselves with new technologies to ensure that you could keep meeting and supporting each other and sharing life together. Kids and youth ministries have done an amazing job online. And we've seen the largest number of people doing the Alpha course ever, all of it done over Zoom. And we've even managed to do some events like Closer and Bow Down through the medium of technology. We've all had to learn new skills in this season and Debbie and I are so grateful to every one of you who have invested time and energy and money in enabling the church to continue to thrive despite the obstacles. Although what Trent looks like has changed really over the whole 24 years of its life and especially in these last six months, the vision that God has given us as a people has not really changed at all. We still want to be a people who worship God, who do the things that Jesus did, care for those in need, live kingdom lives, even in a time like this. Because even as the world around us has changed, even as that looks so so different right now, church looks very different, the Bible assures us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever. And he's recorded in Matthew 16 saying, I will build my church and essentially nothing will overcome it. In the message translation, I will put together my church, a church so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. That is great news for us. It's his church And he's passionate about it. And he is building it. Nothing which comes against it will succeed. And the church will prevail and advance God's kingdom against every obstacle. So be encouraged that even when it looks like coronavirus is messing with God's plans for his church, he is at work, he is building, he is protecting and energizing his people to thrive. We're now going to hear Takoni, James and Izzy, Brian and Micah share a little of their experience of being part of this church. And as you'll see from their stories, the reality is that while we're celebrating the church on this, its birthday, this celebration is about Jesus and God, the father of this family and every other expression of the church across the world. Who has out of his extravagant grace brought us together. And all the glory belongs to him.
1: It's been brilliant to experience that that love and that community um, being there for us when we when we really needed them. It's church being what church is meant to be. That, that community that's there for you and cares for you and, and loves you without. Necessarily needing anything in return. I'm James and this is Izzy. Um, and we first came to Trent back in 2009.
2: Hello, I'm Anka and um, I've been coming to Trent Vineyard for three years.
3: Hello, my name's Brian. I'm Tukene, I'm 16 and I've been at Trent for two years now.
1: <laughs> the uh, the first week we came to Trent was actually on uh, the week where John goes over all the church finances um, and people have said to us, Oh gosh, is it your first week? Oh, well, do come back, it isn't always like this. Um, but for us it was the perfect week to be there because we were so touched and so impressed with seeing what the church did with all of its resources, with all of its people, with all of its money Uh, and in particular the idea of of giving 22% of everything that comes in through the door goes straight back out to help people. Um, Just really impressed us and really touched us and we immediately knew this was the church for us, this was the the home that we wanted to be involved in so uh, we've been here at Trent ever since.
2: I first came to Trent Vineyard um, as a student when I was a fresher. I had met a really good friend in Halls and she took me down for breakfast one day. We sat down at the table and I overheard somebody talking about church and um, I was like oh I'm a Christian too and I'm looking for a church and seven of us on the table went oh we're all Christians and looking for a church. So a couple of my friends had come to Trent Vineyard before so I decided to come with them and the second I walked in I was like ah this is it, this is good.
3: Uh, the first time I came to Trent was around summertime two years ago, and I just loved the environment we came to, and uh, especially in youth where we see there's so many young people just getting involved and enjoying, enjoying being there, and just thoroughly enjoying the presence of God in the place.
4: I first came to Trent Vineyard when I met my neighbours, Lizzie and Stephen, when my brother, my brother, died of cancer, and he did. I told Stephen that he died, and uh, Stephen suggested that I come to the church, which I done. And uh, about a week or two went by, and he said to me, "There's a, a thing called the um, the Alpha course for eight weeks, so I come for that. First few weeks wasn't too bad, but." After that, I sort of got into it like a bit more like, and I started to like the people and the, the thing on the screen
2: and everything. So I'm from like a really small village church at home. And so we do family really well. And um, coming into Trent Vineyard, it's quite big. It could be quite overwhelming, but actually just meeting people and people remembering you and who you are um, and just taking the effort to get to know you in a real way, really made it feel like home and like family. Um. So yeah, my parents came up to Trent Vineyard, well they came up to Nottingham to visit me and I was really excited to bring them to church and brought them in and um, yeah, somebody from the welcome team kind of started chatting to them and I went off on my own to get a donor and and say hello to some people and I came back and he knew so many weird random things about my parents and it was incredible and um, yeah, they went home and then a few months later they came back up to visit me again and they bumped into the same guy from the welcome team, and he remembered everything. Like he remembered all of the random little silly things that people don't usually remember. And I remember my mum and dad were really struck by how special it was that he he not only remembered their faces and their names, but all of the things that they talked about.
4: With the table, what we was on, like it was a terrific table. In the end, they were all nice people, and they're all like, shall we meet up for coffee and all? Well, I never done any of that before. That all that coffee game and you know hugging and kissing and all that. I'm I'm not into all that game, like you know. And uh, I did. I was into it. At the end.
3: <laughs> yeah. So coming to Trent, I've met some amazing people. Um, like some all over from different age groups and different different ranges. But for example, Danny, is a couple years older than me, but probably one of the best friends I've made over my period here and having someone older than me, being able to learn from them and being able to use his experiences to better me. And then in my small group, there's a guy called Matt. And I think that he's one of the most interesting people I've met, he's very well-spoken and he's very talented. I think that yeah, he's very inspirational to other people. And overall, there's loads of different people I've met whilst being here that have probably made some of the best friends I have now.
4: And then, when as we were going through, like, we was, um someone mentioned the arches, and so I said what, what was that about like and they said it's more of the charity side of the church and I said well I'll give it a go I'll go like and if everything's all right I'll let you know just if I'm going to go every week or not and of course when I got in there I met all the people and they were terrific really terrific like they all treated me with respect and You know, all had a laugh and a joke, and it really made me feel at home. And I thought, well, this is me, like, I don't, you know, I'm going to have some of this, like.
1: Well, so lockdown has been uh, interesting for us, as it has been for a lot of people. Uh, Back in March, I got a phone call from the doctor to say that um, because of our son's underlying medical conditions, Uh, we were going to have to shield. Uh, Anyone who knows our son, he doesn't appear to have underlying medical conditions. He runs around and is crazy like everyone else. But uh, he's kept healthy by being on a huge array of medication and stuff constantly. And that puts him in the vulnerable group. The only problem was is uh, there were supposed to be letters and lists and things like that so that you could get food deliveries so we would be able to get the things that we needed. Um, But out in Grantham, there was a bit of a mistake with the lists. The letters never arrived. Everything wasn't really sorted out. No one was really prepared for this. Um, and so we weren't able to get any food, uh, and we were rapidly running out of food, and we were down to our last uh, our last can of, of kidney beans. We, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah so options, we sort of, yeah. the options were, were getting very, very limited. Um, and so we started up small groups on Zoom, uh, and we just mentioned as a point for prayer, not really asking for anything, just sort of saying, look, could people pray that these lists get sorted out? Because we are down to our last can of kidney beans, and we're not sure what we're gonna feed the kids tomorrow. Um, and what was amazing, the, the group just fell over themselves to offer to help uh, and not just help that night, but commit to bring us whatever we needed uh, moving forward. We were finding almost on a daily basis, people in the small group were saying, right, I'm going shopping. What can I get you? What do you need? And we were kind of having to sort of message back and going, actually, you know, someone else has already got something for us. We're, we're, we're fine, thanks. But then they'd get us things anyway. So we were getting presents dropped off for us. Um, even um, one day there was a I got a text message saying I've left something at your door, and it was a it was a date night kit, and someone had dropped us off, you know, nice food for us to have in the evening, and a bottle of wine, and really thoughtful stuff like that.
4: Yeah, my phone, like when I when I had um, I had three numbers on my phone, right? I had my brother, my doctor, and Asta for paying the money, you know, because it's pay as you go phone, right? And I only had the three numbers on there. And I think I've got about 18 numbers on there, 17 or 18 numbers now. And that just goes to prove that these people are not fake. They're they're there for real. They're real people. And they ring me every... It's like it's one will ring me in the morning and one will ring me in the afternoon and then another one at night. It's like I'm bowling along like and I don't have to worry about anything because I know that someone's going to phone me. And I'm gonna th- say, yeah, I'm all right and everything's lovely. So I'm, I'm really pleased. Honest to God, I am. I can't, I can't say how pleased I am.
3: I'd, I'd say one word to describe Trent Youth would be raucous. Um, everything's all over the place. One minute you can really be connecting emotionally to one another, and the next minute it's just controlled chaos, which I love the most about it. So yeah. Some of the funniest things that have happened at Trent, and all the most of them have been caught on camera, but. One comes to mind is when I uh, on our way to Southside Watford, uh, we would stopped off at Top Golf, uh, so we were playing mini golf, and I've gone in to reach a ball out the pond, and I've slipped, and like the water's come like knee height, like, and my feet are just soaked. I've had to borrow someone else's socks, and it was, it was it was hysterics everywhere, but it's probably one of the funniest moments.
2: Yeah, so I'm on some teams in Trentman Yard. I am part of the student leaders team and lead a small group with the student leaders and I'm on the youth team and yeah it's just been incredible having groups of people and they are extremely like families you have your crazy uncles and weird big sisters and people who come alongside you and we eat together and we you know we do the serving together but we also encourage challenge one another chat about
5: Jesus the bible I think it has been that expression of family, Um, as um, James mentioned, um, in terms of what the small group have been doing for us during lockdown. um, You know, you don't really want to be having to rely on people all the time. But actually, we haven't really had any, um, any choice That's sort of been taken out of our hands. And the small group have been so lovely and so helpful. And, you know, there's not been any feeling of putting on people actually, it's just been their expression of love for us as well Um, and as often happens when when we're in Trent you know that the leadership will often say you know the way to get to know people um, is to join a small group the way to feel kind of involved and included in the life of Trent is to join a team or join a small group and I think we've really felt that over this Time. I mean we had a lovely small group before um, but I think over this time particularly the small groups really pulled together.
3: Last year at Seoul um, we were, I think it was third or fourth, third or fourth night and everyone was everyone was apart most, most lunch. We just sort ourselves out but one day we decided that we all gather together, get some money together and then just buy some pizza for everyone, all, all our youth group and then me and Lev, someone else's gone in James, James's car and come out with just like 10-20 boxes of pizza and everyone's just looking at us just carrying it just walking straight through everyone it was it was a funny experience yeah
2: yeah so I feel like I really encountered the Holy Spirit in Trent um my first time in Trent Vineyard I we were in worship and I remember it was Bernie was on the stage and just was really experiencing the Holy Spirit. She was on her knees. She was sobbing and weeping and it was beautiful and messy. And I felt really, I think it was really special to see like, you can do all that stuff. You can do the beautiful and messy and you can do it in front of everyone. Um, Yeah, it was really wonderful to me um, to be able to see that and see a church that does that so well. And um, yeah, I, I also, I guess have really experienced the gentleness of Jesus and yes, the Holy Spirit meets us in those big and like it, it really impactful moments, but also just that quiet voice, that gentleness. Um, when I was in uni, my grandfather passed away and obviously it was quite sad and feeling loads of different feelings and was quite apprehensive about coming to church on Sunday. I, I thought, you know, I don't think I'm ready for the, the messy sobbing and all of that, but, my friends kind of encouraged me and brought me along. And I just remember Jesus meeting with me in a really gentle way, um, just reminding me of his love, of his grace, how, how yeah, he was just there. Um, and it was probably just one of the most impactful encounters with the Holy Spirit of my life.
4: When, you, when it kicks off like big time, when the, when the singing starts, i had to put my thumb in my mouth because i thought i'm getting overwhelmed with it all like and like the build-up of it and everything and then when they said shall we put hold our hands out and tell jesus not tell him like but ask him to come like i really thought he was in that room honest to god i did i i, I said to myself there's something happening here that's not quite how it was when i walked in the door i thought i I I kept putting my thumb in my mouth as not to, not, how can I put, like, not cry like. I thought I was going to cry, I really did. And then all of a sudden it seemed to get calmer. Something seemed to, I don't know what it was. You know, the, the singing had stopped and then the praying started. And then I thought, well, there's something to this. There's more to this than meets the eye in the sense that one minute i was feeling all like i wanted to get out of the place and the next minute i felt that i didn't want to leave the place so i said i'll be back here I'll, i will come back because it was that sort of feeling and that sort of place
3: i'd say coming to trent my relationship with jesus has definitely deepened and i've been able to connect with other people on a more personal level and it's not been just about me and jesus it's been more about being able to connect with one another and the sense of community and family that's been developed here. I think coming to Trent, I've been offered some of the most incredible opportunities I didn't think I'd be doing two years ago. And a couple of weeks ago, I got to speak a little bit for a few minutes about my thoughts on the DTI youth takeover. And I think that coming here has been just a great opportunity for me, just to grow the person and become more more of the person that I'm meant to be.
2: So yeah, I think my relationship with Jesus has changed quite a lot since first coming to Trent. At my home church, my mum is a leader and a pastor. So growing up, I was like the pastor's kid. um, And I knew Jesus, but I knew about him. I knew about him through my mum and through being in church all the time, but I didn't have my own relationship with him. And definitely in that first couple of weeks of being in Trent Vineyard, just something changed and just felt Yeah, like I really loved Jesus and I'd I'd do anything for him. I love him so much. And yeah, I have ownership of my faith now and I know God and I know that he knows me. And yeah, I think in the past I had done church on Sundays and then during the week, like at small groups or when things were on. um, But yeah, being at church and having people come alongside me and just Remind me that it's for every day, and now I do every single day with Jesus, and yeah, it's really changed my life.
1: It's been brilliant to experience that that love and that community um, being there for us when we when we really needed them. It's church being what church is meant to be, that that community that's there for you and cares for you and and loves you without necessarily needing anything in return.
4: And I went, and I, I and it was just as easy as that, really. I, I keep thinking like it could have been a yes or a no, and I, I said yes, and I'm really pleased that I did say yes, because I, I'd have missed out on all this, all the people, all like, you know, the arches, you know, it's a terrific place, I do, I really think it is.